If you want to transform, which means to to drastically change in appearance, but not only that transcend, which means beyond the physical. There's three books that I'd recommend if you had 30 minutes left to invest into three books. It'd be Essentialism by Greg McGowan, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, and The One Thing by Gary Keller. These three books are an algorithm to success. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you five ideas from each book in 15 minutes that could change your life. And if you're new to this show, thank you for the reviews. Reviewing and sharing this podcast helps us in the algorithm to become successful so we can share our message with the world. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. All right, if I had 15 minutes left and I wanted to bring you the largest amount of value that I could and I just had 15 minutes, I'm going to try and pack it into this episode because the 15 minutes that I spend would be on three books that I've read that have changed my life and it helped me adopt an algorithm, the ultimate transformation process. All right, because everybody wants to transform and I'm going to talk to you about these three books and big ideas, three to four on each book that you can spend 15 minutes on and then meditate on that. Because if I was leaving the world forever and I said, if you're going to do nothing else in your life, read these three books. Or if you don't read, if you do nothing else in your life, watch three TED Talks, which is about a 45-minute investment. Or if you do nothing else in your life, listen to, to three Blink Lists, which is about eight minutes apiece, 24 minutes to change your life. It's these three books. Number one, Essentialism by Greg McGowan. Number two, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And number three, The One Thing by Gary Keller. These three books will help you transform. They'll help you completely change if you take the big ideas from these three books and put them together to form an algorithm. Right, Steve? A set of steps to transform. Do you know, actually, um, I'm going to talk to you about the dominoes. If you follow any of my stuff, you know, dominoes, there's a, there's a sequence to success that's, um, that leaves clues. And you can line up your dominoes, one to the next, getting a little bit bigger every day to, create, to knock over that big domino, that big goal. So this podcast is going to end with a domino falling. And the domino that falls isn't transformation, which is not only completely changing, but transcendence. All right, a much bigger domino than transformation is trans transcendence. The definition of transcendence is an extraordinary and beyond human experience, a spiritual kind of transformation, if you will, more than the physical being. So I'm going to talk to you about those, those books as it relates to transforming and transcending yourself in 15 minutes. So here we go. Four years ago, I'm laying on a hospital bed. I'm terminally ill with days or weeks left. Who knows? Uh, things didn't look good. At the brink of failure, um, embarrassed, dying of acute uh, liver failure, alcoholic with liver, liver failure, turning orange, waiting for the transplant, uh, the miracle, the uh, Hail Mary to come. And it came. A prisoner died in Alabama. He was an IV drug user and a prisoner. A lot of people passed on that high-risk organ for me to have it. They harvested the organ, brought it to Alabama, and put it in my body, and I lived so I was a CEO with a seven-figure income who was labeled an alcoholic and was unlikely to get a transplant. All right, I got it. And I was, I was uh, saved in the last second. 
the addiction industry wanted me to rehabilitate myself. They wanted, which means, by the way, I'm a big believer in definitions of words, to restore something back to its original condition. And what I wanted to do is recreate myself, which means to make something new that's never existed before, to bring something new into existence again. That's what recreation means. And I wanted to, to do that. And to do that, I had to learn things. And I learned a lot of things. But just the hope of, of, of recreating myself was a big deal. Remember Paulo Coelho from The, mm-hmm. from Alchemist. the Alchemist? I just read a quote by him about, about scars. Uh, if I can find it. It's I'll just, find it. No, I got it. It's, it's about, about how scars play a role in your life. And I saw the, the concept of Kintsugi in a, in, a, in a YouTube video, believe it or not. And Kintsugi is the Japanese uh, mending process for broken pottery where they put it back together and they, and they, um, they do it with gold because the Japanese don't believe that you should hide your scars and imperfections and your fractures, that you should emblaze them in gold and bring them back together and create new art with what one was, was once broken. So I came up with the concept of broken to beautiful. And the scars are your stars, all right? They're the stars of your life. So the scars that I actually had on my body was a reminder that I could potentially make something very beautiful about uh, from something that was very broken. And I read this quote, scars are metals branded on the flesh and your enemies will be frightened by them because they are proof of your long experience of battle. So that's where we're going to start this 15-minute transformation that leads to transcendence. The first book that I would talk to you, if I was leaving the world for 15 minutes, let's pretend I'm on Elon Musk's SpaceX when they put put, uh, civilian passengers on there. I'm going to Mars. I'm never coming back. The first book I would suggest you read is Essentialism. All right, because when you have an event like I had, you have to decide on what you want to do. But before you want to add things and everybody goes right to adding things. Like you got to understand that the, that it comes down to a simple word, and the word is decisions. The etymology of decision is d means away from, like a detour or a divorce, right? Away from, away from marriage, or away from the obstacle. And scission means to cut. Incision to cut, to cut away from, literally. Uh, so decisions are about excluding things. And in Greg McGowan's book, Essentialism is the relentless pursuit of less, not more. And that's where the book comes in. It's like, okay, let's pretend you want to pursue fewer things and not more things, right? Because I had a lot of big ideas. And initially, I made the mistake of trying to become everything. I wanted to get better. I wanted to get healthy. I wanted to prove to the world I wasn't wasn't a loser that drank himself to death. I had a second chance. Um, So here are the big ideas from essentialism and why it works. And one of the things I love most about it is when Covey talks about changing the fruit of your life comes from changing the roots. So to change that fruit, you need to change the roots and you got to cut them, cut them away. And less is better. So here comes the cutting and the cutting is the hardest part of this whole process. The most ruthless thing you could ever do is say goodbye to somebody you've been with your whole life that you know is just not good for you. All right, people saying goodbye to people in your lives. Like, have you ever done that, Steve? Have you it's ever- tough. I mean, yeah, I've had times in my life where 
some people that were close friends, but I started to realize that every time I hung out with them felt like a waste of time. So it's kind mm. of, I think, I forget, I don't know if you told me this, but you kind of bucket people in certain ways. You spend, sometimes you spend a day with somebody, sometimes you can spend a week, sometimes it's just one minute, mm. but you don't have to cut them out completely, but maybe spend less time with them. It's really helpful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't say goodbye forever. You just say, you know, you say goodbye to being in my daily routine. Yeah. Those are the people that drag you down the most. They, they, they don't unless they're the right people. If they're the wrong people, they got to go. Yeah. And, you know, actually, this is my favorite favorite uh, metaphor Prop. for that is the bus uh, from good to great, which I won't uh, feature in this podcast, but you got to get the right people on your bus, the wrong people off your bus, and then the right people in the right seat. So some people can be in your bus, but they be in the back of the bus, so you don't <laughs> see them every day. But saying goodbye to people is a big cut because you're cutting away all right, because when you cut away, only the good is left, right? And it's people. And if you want to change, there's two ways to change based upon tiny habits. Uh, uh, BJ Fogg said the two ways to change. Number one, if you want to change, immediately cut away and change your physical environment. Just leave. So big. Right. That's, what, that's actually what I did. Because when you leave, like when you go to college for the first time, my niece uh, Marina just went to college for the first time. And her boyfriend were on vacation at the lake. We were talking about what's going to go go on in their in their uh, their new world. I said, "Your life is going to change the next week of your life." They were leaving like the next day. The next week of your life is the most important week of your life because you're going to be dropped into a brand new environment. All the protection you ever had was gone. You're going to make new connections, and some of them are, are for the bad. Like I made a lot of bad connections in my early days of college. All right, and and then I became a new person in college. So I said, you're going to become a new person. That person can be a hero or that person can be a villain. That person could be a leader in the right way or the leader in the wrong way. Uh, that's why they call it a persona. So you have to cut away from your old persona, which I did. And that persona is the Greek term for uh, mask. Uh, it's Latin for mask. It's like what, what theatrical characters used to put a persona on. Mm -hmm. But we all have a persona. You got to cut that away. So people, places, and persona, you got to be re 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 relentlessly ruthless in cutting away. Uh, and when you do that, you have some choices left. And there is a, an illusion of choice, as I've heard. Um, I just read in a book. I don't remember the author. But there's an illusion of choice. There's only one choice that you want to make. It's, if you want to transcend into something beyond the physical, which obviously transformation is a given if that's the case, there's only one choice. There's only one food choice. There's only one relationship choice. There's only one uh, choice for your, your, what you do every day for work, your brain, your body, and your business. There's only one choice, one that'll bring you more close to that and one that will take you further away, a minus one and a plus one. So there is no choice, and this book makes it very clear, and you've got to be ready to accept trade-offs, right? There's trade-offs from, from leaving the nest, right? There's trade-offs from leaving. Like when you left friends, what was your trade-off? Mine was, it was hard at first because you realize you feel like you're missing out on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So the trade-off was experiences and feeling like left out, like you're missing part of the group, part of right. the fun. But that's where I think the next book will come into play. I don't want to transition too quick, yeah. but if you have a strong why, it really helps you remember you're doing it for a purpose. But in the moment, it's really hard because you feel like you're, you're going off the path. Yeah, it's the people that wake up five years later you know, when they go, when they go dark, I mean, if you heard anything ever about one then one of my favorite concepts is the bamboo tree, mm -hmm. the bamboo tree grows underground for five years and shows no sign of life. Although it's, it's grower, whoever's growing it, it's watering it and seeing no results. 
And then in eight weeks, it sprouts up three feet a day to 80 or 90 feet. Like a, a transformation has happened. Like the seed has grown and popped. And, and a lot of times when you leave a social circle and come back later, like different physical, body, brain, business, you're talking different, you look different, you're making money, or, or maybe you're, you're, you're serving the world in a great way, that's a transformation people will notice. And so essentialism is going to talk about that. It's going to talk about when you do that. One of the most important ideas in essentialism is white space. Give yourself time to put this together. Like once you're cutting away, you got to have time to deal with the great things that are left behind. And how those are the chords to the music in life. Like there's certain chords in music. You know, you got your mind, your body, your spirit, your relationships, what you learn every day and how you earn are, are chords to music. If you have the time, you can make beautiful music out of what's left. Um, and the key to that is, is routine. So essentialism talks about that. And you can you know, do an essentialism, you know, speed date in 15 minutes. It's a great book. But if you want to read three books in your life, essentialism will be one of them. What do you think about that? I loved it. It was a really eye-opener. The second book is Simon Sinek's Start With Why. This is a business book, I think, but I, I like it for transformation and transcendence. I took it the same way. I, yeah, this, this book, I think the reason this book did so well in the non-business world was that it, it's so applicable to, to life. Like, why am I doing this versus what am I doing? I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be a carpenter. I'm going to be an auto mechanic. I'm going to be a singer. Okay, great. Why? And he talks about, in his TED Talk, so if you don't have time to read the book, it's about a 12-minute TED Talk. He talks about the golden circle. And inside the golden circle, in the very middle, is the why people do what they do. And the middle of the circle is the how, and the external part of the circle is the what. Most companies that never transcend, they never go beyond the physical, uh, like Apple has. That's probably the best example. They start from the outside and work their way in. They go, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is why we do it. And the best example I can give you real quickly is Dell versus Apple. Both companies make beautiful computers. Both companies' computers are easy to use, and both companies claim their their computers affordable. But the but Dell starts from the outside. Our our computers, uh, what we make, beautiful, easy to use, affordable computers. We make them in, in a uh, we make them in a warehouse, and we we sell them online because we want to help people access computers. Apple starts inside they make the beautiful computers that are easy to use that are affordable apple says in their statement and in their feel like when you feel something in an apple commercial you feel something way beyond a computer and a lot of times computers aren't even featured in a in a commercial but why is apple exist because everything that they do challenges the status quo they believe in thinking differently and they do this by making what do they do at the end beautiful computers that are easy to use, that are affordable. The difference is Apple's about challenging the status quo, thinking differently. That's why they exist. So you need to find your why in this exercise, in this deep dive of you know what is your transcendence, what's your spiritual uh, purpose in, wor- in the world, right? What what do, what are you here to do? Life's greatest question is a book we just read. Like, what's your mate? What are you on this planet to do? What are you going to serve when you're gone? Remember this, momento mori, right? The 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 
the emblem I wear around around my neck is a reminder that I I will die one day, and the only thing that will be left is what I've left the world for for, for my work. Um, so that's part of the why. Memento Mori uh, was Greek soldiers. The Latin, the Greek soldiers used to go into battle. It was Latin. It says, "Remember, you're mortal," which means you'll die someday. And then when you're gone, trust me, when you're blessed with terminal illness and you survive, which is a blessing beyond blessings, because every single day I, I put this necklace on. I say, Wait, what am I going to do today? Uh, if it were my last day, would I be behaving like this? Um, and it's transformation and transcendence. Because um, manipulation, you know, trying to be manipulating, you know, getting, getting in shape to look better, to get dates or getting in shape, to, to win a contest or reading books to impress people will run out of gas. You know, I want to mentor a million people, right? I'm on, a, I'm, on a, I'm on a mission to mentor, and I think it's primarily millennials. A lot of people, plus or minus 10 years, come into my stuff, but I like that millennial, the 20-something, early 30-something person that may have been on the corporate path or, or a path that's not their path, and they all have a purpose beyond their own daily routines like they want to do something and i love that marketplace and the one thing i can tell you is in, 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 you know this is about the second step of transformation the first step being making a decision this one is about dreaming you know dream uh, and work from an excellent life backwards like what was a great life and the best thing to, to do is the funeral exercise from stephen covey's book think about this you're going to a friend's funeral Close your eyes for a second. You're walking in. Have you been to a funeral? The music's playing. The pictures are up. People are sad. Some are laughing. Some are crying. This is a great person that's died. And you stand in line, and when you get to the, the casket, it's an open casket, and you look down at your friend, and that friend is you. It's your funeral three years from now. And there's five speakers. There's your best friend. It's going to tell everyone how much you or a great friend. It's your spouse or partner. They're going to tell everyone how you loved their family and what a great companion you were for your lifetime. It's your, it's your, um, your kids. What kind of parent were you? Um, your church, your charity. You know, there's someone like, how did you contribute selfishly? And then finally, what work did you do? How did your work touch people's lives? So how did you love? How did you live? How did you matter? These are all very important people. So whatever they would have said in your perfect world, working backwards from transcendence, like what, what not only impressed them from a transformation standpoint, like your physical, your brains, your, your wealth, your body, whatever, going beyond that spiritual, like what, what, what did that look like working backwards? Funeral exercise is your giant domino. It's your giant domino. Because um, we have something called the daily domino, which is how to knock one over every day, how to get a win every day, plus one every day. Book number two, start with why. Book number three is The One Thing by Gary Keller. Gary Keller is the, the famous real estate uh, franchise owner of Keller Williams. So he took Keller Williams, which was a lower level real estate company. I think it was one of the, the, the bottom type franchises, you know, Keller Williams agents to the very best. So he went at one time for him the least amount of millionaires to having the most amount of millionaire real estate agents. And he credits this process, this one process about how to 
use the miracle of the domino, the domino effect, to create um, amplified force of action, an amplified force of, of, of possibility. And here are the bullet points from the, from the one thing. The big takeaway from the, one, from the one thing is that you can't multitask. Like if you have something you want to be, like you want to be that superhero, that big domino in the funeral box, right? You want to be that guy or girl? Like that is your one thing. That's the one thing that you choose to do. And every single day you pick out a priority, not priorities, a priority. That word means prior means the one. That's the word in Latin. Priorities was invented. There's no such thing as more than one thing. It's the one thing that you are to do that will make you make progress. You plus one your way towards that great domino. Nothing else will do it better. All right? So the question that Gary always encourages you to ask, and if you take nothing away from the one thing, is what's the one thing that I can do today that by doing that, will make me closer to where I want to be tomorrow. So what's the one thing that I could do today such by doing it makes me more likely to be that superhero? All right, because chess is a lot like this. Chess is a mathematical game, and we're not mathematical, um, you know, mathematically calculating the best move, but there are certain things that are quite obvious as a choice, going back to the illusion of choice. One will get you closer, one won't take you take you closer um so when you're lining up your dominoes like when i wanted to lose weight i was big i could barely even move so i had to kind of get to the point where i could move i couldn't even do things to lo- that people do to lose weight like i i had to go from like 300 plus pounds every down the best thing i could do right away is i could start drinking water i got rid of something i got rid of anything that had sugar in it and i started drinking water don't drink your sugar um, then I started to, to, um, get, put my body in calorie deficit. I learned how to do that. I started eating things. I started eliminating, uh, ice cream and cake and anything that was processed. I was eating vegetables and fish food that was basically recently alive. And then I started doing yoga. Then I started riding a bike. Then I started doing this and that before I knew it, I was doing things that I couldn't do in my, you know, 10 years earlier, all one at a time. So that's the big question. That's how you take these three books and you meditate on it. All right, to make this easier, I use these three simple terms. Chop, choose, and chip. All right, essentialism is chopping everything else away. Getting rid of the things. Having that ruthless discipline to take away things that aren't going to bring you too closer to your goal. Choosing your rich. Like, what is rich? A rich is, by definition, an abundance of something. It doesn't say it has to be money. All right, could be travel, could be fun, could be family time, could be a balance, could be a work from anywhere, life. And then chip away is one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one. Every single day doing the one thing that by doing it makes you better than you are tomorrow and some things will become unnecessary. That's the whole idea behind the, the, uh, the three books. Chop, choose, and chip. What do you think? Perfect. That's it. 15 minutes, maybe a little bit more, but very important way. Meditate on these three books and get the discipline to pursue things less, to choose your rich and have a why attached to it, and then the chip away at it. Take care.